What am I going to be predicting Emory Jones to record this year on the stat sheet? We're going to talk about that in just a moment on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you would like to check us out in a visual platform, but wherever you do get your podcast, make sure you hit the like or subscribe button and turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Speaking of the Arizona State Sun Devils, let's not waste any more of our time here and get into today's conversation, which is one of my favorite guys to talk about on the show, Emery Jones. Now, Jones is who I am predicting to be the starting quarterback for the Arizona State Sun Devils this year. With that in mind, I'm going to be doing this series where I'm going to be doing pre- predictions on stats for certain players. As of right now, Jones is the only quarterback I'm going to be doing as he has the most experience and definitely the straight line path to be the day one starter for the Sun Devils. That is not a slight at Trenton Borgay. That is not a slight at Paul Tyson or anybody else who's competing for that quarterbacking spot. But instead, that's that's just me acknowledging that I can't sit here and make predictions about how three quarterbacks are going to throw for 3,000 yards. That's just not feasible. So As it stands today, I will be doing Emory Jones as he definitely seems like the safe bet to be the starting quarterback for the year. But if something changes, then I will absolutely update this. But in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and take a look at Emory Jones here. The first stat that I want to look at is the passing yards. Now, I think that Jones is in a very good position to be better than what Jaden Daniels was last year. So Jaden Daniels threw for uh, just shy of 2,400 yards, only 10 touchdowns against 10 interceptions. And he did it with pretty good talent. Ricky Pearsall was definitely a solid number one receiver. Rashad White was a terrific option out of the backfield. LV Bunkley Shelton was a good receiver. Curtis Hodges was a good tight end for the team. Other than that, I mean, I feel like he didn't really enhance the weapons he had around them. So... He's gone, as are the four guys I just mentioned. So then I'm sure you're kind of wondering, how is Emory Jones set up for a better opportunity here? Well, first of all, there's the side here of it's it's terrifying that you don't know what you have. It's really scary that you don't know if Emory Jones can walk in here and be better especially with the lack of uh, of certainty that you have currently in the receiving room. You are missing your top four receivers from a year ago. You're also missing Johnny, Johnny Wilson uh, transferred and is gone from the program as well. There's not a lot of guys who are coming back this year that know the offense. You have Brian Thompson returning, who in, in recent weeks I have started to become very, very high on. And I think that he could be in for a big role this year. Andre Johnson is also returning. And I really 
really think that he could he could find himself a big time role for the team this year. He showed flashes last year of being a good deep threat for the team. But I think the big ad here is Cameron Johnson coming from Vanderbilt. I think that Johnson is probably the most sure-handed and proven receiver that's on Arizona State right now and he is also a transfer coming from, you know, like I said, Vanderbilt. So there's going to be probably your top two options here, quarterback and receiver combo in this instance, are brand new guys. But this could lead to them wanting to prove what they're worth because Emory Jones was benched a couple of times last year in favor of Anthony Richardson, who the team is now moving forward as their starting quarterback. And before that, he was the backup to Kyle Trask. I think that Emory definitely has a bit of a chip on his shoulder, which led to his transfer from the program. Cam, uh, Cam Johnson, I think that Cam definitely is looking for a larger role in the offense. I mean, he was a featured piece for Vanderbilt and probably their number one receiver over the last couple of years. But I think that he believes he can be a lot better than what what the, the Commodores were giving him that opportunity to do. I think that these two could end up making some sweet, sweet music together. And I think that Brian Thompson is going to rebound into a, a much better role than he was previously. I'm not saying 1,000 yards, but I do think he's going to be a lot better than 13 catches for 130 yards. And I think that Andre Johnson could potentially you know, solidify a, a role with the offense, maybe as the team's deep threat or something. Meanwhile, you know, we're looking forward to Elijah Badger, who really stood out in spring practices. We're hoping that maybe Daniel Legata can take a step forward as a pass catcher. We're definitely banking on Zazavian Valade, the transfer from Wyoming, to be a big-time contributor in the passing game as well, a la a Rashad White. Overall, I think that what we have now is somehow going to be as okay as it was last year, mainly because it's an upgrade at quarterback and you have a lot of guys who are out here to prove something. So I think I am pretty sky high on the passing yards here to the point where I'm going to knock it down just a little bit. I'm going to say the highest potential here is about 3,000 yards. You know, Emory Jones last year uh, ended, ended up throwing for a little over 2,700 yards. And this this was with the occasional benching for Anthony Richardson. So I think that Emory could still find a way to throw in that 2,700 yard range. I think that he's going to, in a very best case scenario, he could get to 3,000. But in a worst case scenario, the low that I have here is 2,000. You know, there, there's a very realistic possibility that what's going on in the offense is unfortunately not going to translate into immediate success. You know, there's a lot of guys who, who knows, could be back for 2023, and Emory Jones could be one of those guys. But strictly focusing on 2022, there there is a chance that it doesn't pan out the way that we're hoping it does, right? So upside, 3,000. Uh, low side, or downside, I should say, would be 2,000. I'm going to make my prediction here, 2,600. I think that we are going to end up seeing a few guys really stand out this year. I'm looking at Brian Thompson, and I really, really think that Cameron Johnson could also find his way onto the field to make himself 
a really nice impact for the team with a good one-two punch at receiver in those two guys. I think that Arizona State could find a way to be sneaky competitive in the passing game. I'm not saying that they're going to lead the Pac-12 in passing yards. I certainly don't think they're going to have the best passing attack in the Pac-12. I do think that the potential is there for them to be sneaky good this year. I think that if Brian Thompson can get back to what he was, and if Cam Johnson can continue to be what he was with Vanderbilt with a much better quarterback play and offense, I think you have two guys who are going to shoot around that 700-yard mark. And I mean, just between the two of them, if both of them do that, you got 1,400 yards. That's more than halfway there. Scatter a few yards here and there. Valaday will get his touches for sure out of the backfield. Uh, from the tight end position, you know, we're we're still focused on Messiah Swinson as potentially being the guy as a just built like a Greek god the way that he is. I, I think that 2,600 is a very attainable number for him. 25 to 26. And I'm going to go with 26 just to kind of shoot for the moon. 3,000 would just be a ridiculously great season. 2,000, unfortunately, wouldn't be too much of a surprise just because there is so much uncertainty here. Overall, I, I feel like 2,600 is a fair, a fair prediction here. That's what I'm going to end up saying is 2,600. Let's go ahead and hop into our first break. When we return, we're going to go ahead and flip over to the rushing side of things. What am I predicting Emory Jones is going to do as a runner for the team? We'll talk about that in the next segment of the Locked on Sunnivals podcast. You know, our friends at Built are always coming up with new and amazing flavors, but this time they truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor as both a bar and a puff. Not sure what mud pies taste like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you'd better sit down for this. The new mud pie bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse covered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. You've got to try the mud pie as soon as possible. And you need to hurry because the mud pie bar and the mud pie puff are only available for a limited time. Visit Built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself. If you're not convinced, well, luckily we saved the best thing for last is it's actually good for you. Seriously. All Built products are low calorie, high protein, and low sugar. The mud pie is packed with 16 grams of protein, just 115 calories, and 8 grams of sugar. It's like your mom baked the most deliciously creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you. The mud pie bars and puffs are available at Built.com right now, but they're going fast because they're so delicious. What's great about Built is that all of their bars, including the mud pie bars, are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So you eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new mud pie built bar and built puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, built is a perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Chocolate mousse, whipped cream, cookies and cream crumble. Stop drooling. Get to built.com and order your box of mud pie bars and puffs right now. You won't regret it. Go to built.com and type in the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. 
Again, thank you guys so much for making the Locked On Sun Devils your first listen every day. One live NBA draft show is not enough for Locked On. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA Draft Night. So if you have a favorite NBA team, make sure that you subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel to get notified when they go live on NBA Draft Night. Hopping back into our conversation now about Emory Jones. Looking now at the rushing yards. This is the one aspect where I feel pretty dang confident about my prediction. Emory has been a terrific runner throughout his entire career with Florida. This past season, 2021, he ended up pacing the team in rushing yards with 759, tallied 5.3 on the ground. And remember, for my college fans, the, the carries, unfortunately, sacks get added into that. So 5.3 is including however many sacks he took, which is not a stat that I've been able to find. But I would imagine it was quite a few, being the mobile quarterback that he is and being that Florida's offensive line isn't exactly this fortress, so to speak. I do think that Emory Jones is just this transcendent runner. At a minimum, he's just as good as what Jaden Daniels was for the program. And I think because of that, I'm pretty dang confident that he's going to continue that success. You know, Arizona State isn't an overly different offense to what Emory is comfortable in. He's definitely a more prolific and confident passer, which is why I was so you know high on him in the passing department on this past segment. But going into the rushing department, I feel like he can pick up right where Jane Daniels left off. So Daniels last season was second on the team in rushing yards with 710. He also tallied six touchdowns on the ground and 5.1 a pop. Jones, again, 759 on the ground, 5.3 a pop, four touchdowns to Jaden six. You know, neither here nor there. But looking strictly at the rushing yards, I see no reason why Emery can't do exactly what Jaden did in the same amount of games and without getting benched. I mean, the only time Jaden was benched is when we were getting our butts handed to us by Wazoo and Trenton Borgay came out for, you know, garbage time. Emery was actually, you know, missing significant amount of time because Florida was, you know, wanting to see if Anthony Richardson was the future. And, you know, they did decide he was the future. But this isn't to bash Emery. This, if anything, this is to just tell you, like, Emery Jones is very, very, very good when it comes to running the football. So for my over-unders here, I set a high of a 1,000. And that's probably crazy. But hear me out. I just don't see a scenario in which Emory Jones is going to be looking to sit on the bench this year. He is too, too good of an athlete. And quite frankly, he's a good player. Look, I'm not saying he's a first overall pick kind of guy in the NFL draft, but I do think that he is a very, very good college quarterback. And I think that he is exactly what Arizona state needs. It's going to be a transitional period going from Jaden Jones or uh, Jaden Daniels to whoever's next. But Emory presents you a very good bridge option. And I think that that's, that's going to be such a huge, huge, huge get for Arizona State is the ability to help make this transition a little bit smoother. Going from Jaden Daniels to Emory Jones as a runner is about as seamless as it gets. So a thousand, yes, it's a lot of yards. However, with this offense built the way it is, 
this is an offense that Emery can succeed in. That's the high I'm going with. The low, I'm going 400. I just I don't see a scenario where he's not a great runner, but I can definitely see where Emery is just not able to create as much as we would like. Heck, maybe the running backs end up just taking the show. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Valaday and Nagata both had very, very important touches for the program. And last year for Arizona State, you saw uh, Chip Trainum tally 402 yards. Rashad White had 1,000, and Daniel Nagata had 309. That's three different running backs who had at least 300 yards. So it wouldn't be a surprise if Arizona State Instead of trying to force Emory Jones to be Jaden Daniels, they could instead kind of rely on their running backs a little more. Zavian Valade, uh, Daniel Nagata, Deontay Elliott, Tevin White. They've got bodies back there and good bodies. So if they were trying to stick with a more, uh, you know, quote unquote pro style offense, the way that we've heard this offseason is the way that Glenn Thomas and company want to go with the team then sure, maybe we see the running backs take over the run game a little more than Emory Jones does. But with that in mind, I find it so hard to believe that Emory's not going to go off as a runner, which is why my prediction is 700 yards. You know, I, I feel safe. I feel like 700 is just a really good sweet spot. It's what Jaden Daniels had last year. It's what Emory Jones had last year. I just don't see a scenario where it's less than that. Like, I could understand the logic that I gave about the running backs taking over, but I don't buy it. Because at the end of the day, you're going to put the ball in Emory Jones' hands and you're going to trust him to be your guy. And part of trusting him is knowing that he's going to take off from time to time. You know, I I think that that's his best aspect. You're not going to want to take that away from him. You don't want to pigeonhole a transfer quarterback who is potentially going to be your day one starter. You don't want to say, Hey, your best trait. Nope. Don't want to see it. We just, we're going to force you to be a pocket passer. That's not what Arizona state should do. Instead, they should embrace how good Emory Jones is as a runner. And with doing that is going to put up some big time numbers in that run total. I do think that a thousand, would be an outstanding year. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying that that would be an unbelievable season for Emory Jones. I I can see it, but I also know that that's a, that's a very, 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 very best case scenario. I'm going 700, though. I feel pretty confident in that. Let's go ahead, hop into our final break. When we return, we're going to go through the touchdowns, passing, rushing, and we're going to touch on interceptions as well and then give the overall summary of our predictions on the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. And again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every single day. The Ultimate NBA Mock Drafts have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts on Locked on NBA Big Board and more. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock your second listen today. And let's go ahead and hop back into our conversation now about Emory Jones and my stat predictions for him. Looking at the touchdowns, we're going to start with passing because I just don't know how I feel about this. I just, 
oh man, I'm really banking on upside here. And to bank on the upside means that I'm looking at the guys who are coming into the program and saying that they're going to hit. I am all in on Cam Johnson. I am putting a lot of money on Brian Thompson to get back into his role. I don't know if those guys are touchdown machines. That's the problem that I'm having here. In fact, I don't know if any receiver is truly a touchdown machine. With with the few things that you've got coming back from last year, Andre Johnson's the only guy who had a receiving touchdown. You know, everyone else is gone. Um, excuse me, uh, Jalen Conyers is still here. My mistake. And he did have a touchdown last year. Outside of that, Wilson's gone, White's gone, Hodges, Buckley, Shelton, and Pearsall are all gone. So you have two of your 11 touchdown passes returning from a year ago. Uh, 12 touchdown passes. I forgot that Pearsall had a trick play. You have two of your 12 coming back. That is not great. I understand it's not a lot in general, but it's also not great to have that much gone. Meanwhile, Emory Jones managed to throw 19 touchdowns a year ago. Now, granted, six of those came in one game against Sanford, but nonetheless, that's still 13 touchdowns, which is more than Arizona State had combined. So silver lining, I suppose. Neither here nor there. I don't know. I just, I I feel like, I feel like this is not going to be an offense that's going to be scoring a lot through the air. I feel like they're going to do it more through the ground. Best upside. And I, I mean, like, just to the moon here, which I feel like I've been doing, if we're being honest. 25 touchdown passes. And I feel like that would just be an unbelievable year for Emory Jones. Now, the low, I'm going 10. Because I feel like this could be another Jaden Daniels situation where Emory just maybe isn't able to get everything out of a practically brand new corpse of receivers that the Sun Devils are rolling in. Ignoring the fact that Jones is a transfer, just in general, this wide receiver room is basically brand new. You just have no guys returning who had significant playing time last year. So best Best upside is uh, 25, and I mean, that's everything hitting. Lowest is 10, which unfortunately feels pretty dang realistic. I'm still going to be optimistic here. I'm going to go 17. I feel like the Sun Devils are going to be able to find a nice little in-between here. I think that the two receivers that I really like, Ryan Thompson and Cameron Johnson, I think that they could both find a way to be very, very solid for the Sun Devils this year. Uh, best case scenario, I'll say they can combine for 10 touchdowns. You know, five apiece is very attainable for them. And, you know, just kind of scatter a few here and there. Maybe Valade is able to take in a few of his catches. I expect him to be a volume guy. We'll get into him later, though. I think that 17 is realistic. Uh, rushing touchdowns, highest upside. I mean, if you're matching it with the yards of 1,000 yards, 15 like 10, 10 to 15, I feel like it's kind of that ballpark. 15 is probably a little too high. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and change that to 10. 15 is very, very extreme. I think that 10 touchdowns would be just a massive season for Emory Jones, the runner. Low, I'm going to say two because Emory only had four uh, last year. 
on 143 carries. I don't know that Emery is going to be a guy who scores a lot of touchdowns for the team. Ultimately, I'm going to say that he has five rushing touchdowns, I think just kind of right in that median there. Nothing that's too extreme, just middle of the pack, which for my predictions, well, we'll get to that in just a second. Interceptions. Unfortunately, Emery is prone to turnovers. He had 13 last year and comparing that to Jaden Daniels, who had 10. So Emery, you take away the Sanford game, was 13 touchdowns with 13 picks. Jaden Daniels is 10 touchdowns with 10 picks. So in a worst-case scenario, I think he throws 10 interceptions, which would be very, very close to uh, the low side of the touchdowns. Or it, it is, It's exactly that. It'd be a 10 to 10 scenario. Uh, the the that, that That's the high. That's not the best-case scenario. The lowest amount of interceptions I could see, probably about five. I think that he could just be very, very smart with the ball and not force it in the situations. I think that Emery could be a smart enough quarterback to do that. My prediction, I'm I'm going to go a little on the higher side. Unfortunately, I'm going to go eight here. And I think that it's just going to be one of those things where Emery could be very smart, but it could wind up just being a situation where he just doesn't have enough chemistry with these guys. Remember, he didn't have spring practice. He doesn't have as much time on the field with the guys, you know? Obviously, there's still training camp. I get that. There's still time to make connections here. But he could be behind the eight ball here, which could lead to miscommunications, and it could lead to turnovers. Just call a spade a spade here. So overall, I think that we're probably going to see him on the higher side, unfortunately. I'm going eight as my final prediction. So for my final stats for Emory Jones here, I'm going to say he throws for 2,600 yards, 17 touchdowns to eight interceptions. So I do think that he's able to get something going in the passing game. I don't know that the touchdowns are going to be there. I just don't see a scenario where he is hitting my upside of 25 touchdowns. That would just be a surreal season. I, I think he's closer to 10 touchdowns than he is to 25, but I do like my 17. I think that's a good prediction. Like, like I mentioned, if you get five and five from Brian Thompson and Cam Johnson, all you got to do is scatter seven more touchdowns with quite a few guys who have some really nice ceilings. I think that's attainable eight turnovers interceptions. In this case, I, I just Emory Jones isn't, isn't a lights out guy. He does. He does turn the ball over. I think he's going to be a little bit smarter about it because he kind of has to be this year. Uh, on the rushing side of things, 700 yards, I feel like that's just safe money. It's 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 no better than what he did last year. It's no worse than what Jaden did last year. Just right in the ballpark. Five touchdowns, you know, it's in between Jaden and Emery's stats from last year. So is it boring? Yes, it's very boring. But that's overall my predictions for Emery Jones this year. So a grand total here of 22 touchdowns against eight interceptions and 3,300 yards through the air and as a runner that's my final prediction here and that's going to go ahead and wrap up this edition of the locked on sun levels podcast again thank you guys so much for making locked on sun levels your first listen every day remember the podcast is free and available on all platforms including youtube if you'd like to check us out in a visual platform but wherever you do get your podcast make sure that you hit that like and subscribe button and always get notified whenever we drop new episodes Make sure if you're on Twitter, go ahead and hit me with that follow. That's going to be at RichieBrads36. 
And you can follow the podcast while you're there as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. But until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.